0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Scorching Hot Podcast. I am your host Dylan Delaney, and I am joined here by my good friend Dave Fertato. And how are we doing on this Wednesday afternoon?
1: Oh, we're chilling, just waiting for the Celtics to play again. That's all.
0: Not that it means anything, but
1: no, I just like watching Jason team make people
0: look stupid. Oh, I I enjoyed it yesterday. I, I i very I very much enjoyed it yesterday. If you can If you can Yeah. So what,
1: what, what's the word? The thumbs, the, thumbs are, the making
0: it? All right. So we're game so here. So here we are in the is two thousand twenty, and the Phoenix Suns are relevant once again. It it only took it took ten years, but it's we're we're here. We're finally they're here the, again. They're
1: the sweethearts of the
0: bubble. I I don't know what I I don't know like maybe maybe it's the food like maybe Mickey Mouse put something in the food and made like they, he just sprinkled like Michael's secret stuff from Space Jam into like each of the Suns like lasagna or something like that because I I don't know what's going on. I'm not really used to these types of good things happening to me, so I don't, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> this this is a first. Um, but, yeah, we're here to talk about bubble talk. You know, we've, we've been watching the games for the past couple weeks, about to head off to the playoffs the so play-in games whatnot, and like we're saying, let's, we might as well start off with, I I mean, I guess the best team in the bubble, which I never thought I would say is a Suns fan, but here we are, 7-0. And if uh, the play-in game scenarios, I believe... As of right now, it's um, Portland in that eight spot, Memphis in the nine, Phoenix is ten, and San Antonio is at eleven. Uh, the the Golden Boys Zion and the Pelicans couldn't make it, and then Sacramento is just kind of irrelevant, so they, I don't even know why they're here. Um, yeah, I think the case is if if Memphis and Portland win, they're basically in. So it's tough. The Suns have to win, and we get the Suns have to win, and either Memphis or Portland has to lose. And it's, which I
1: think is Which I think is doable. It's,
0: it's going to be tough because, you know, Giannis went out of his way last night to headbutt Mo Wagner. <laughs> so that, yeah, that's true. That's tough. That's true. So, the uh, Portland plays Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's been actually surprisingly good in the playoffs. Or not in the playoffs, in the bubble so far. Like, they've actually won a couple of games. So maybe Brooklyn can put up more of a fight than people are going to expect. And then Memphis plays Milwaukee, and I think that'd be the more—that's the more reasonable game to expect, because say if Milwaukee plays the rest of their starters, except Giannis, because I'm—I have a feeling that Giannis is probably going to get suspended because of that, or at least for a yeah, game or, or two. A couple of games for that. Which I mean, it is what it is, but maybe like Chris Middleton and company can hold it down, and we can grab some—grab something out of there. So I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, I tough. think they can still
1: beat them. I also, I mean, is Portland really that much better than the Nets?
0: I mean, not real. I mean, th- that's the thing. Like they
1: are, but are they really?
0: I mean, p- p- give credit where it's due. Damian Lillard is doing the greatest carry job I think in a long ass time he's right now. <laughs> at he is carrying them to nowhere else. I mean, it, some of it. I think CJ McCollum's hurt right now too. They came out last night. He's, he's playing playing with like a broken back right now, or yeah. something. So I mean, I think that that would obviously have something to do with it. But it's not. It's not like feasible to say that that they that either of them can happen. I think. Brooklyn's. I think Brooklyn's going to put up a better fight than most people expect.
1: Part yeah, I mean, I think Charis I think Levert's good enough to kind of carry them to kind of steal a game
0: there. And not to mention, for some I been I've been checking out, like, Timothy Luolo Cabrera has been kind of balling over there, too. Like, he's he's been, like, I think the other night he had, like, 25 points
1: or something like that. For some yeah, reason. I mean, we, we saw it when we went in November. And that's just how these random-ass people who just, like, they're so just, like, liable to just go off and explode on people.
0: Yeah, for no reason at all. Just, it, I think when we were went it was Garrett Temple. Yeah,
1: Garrett Temple drop like it literally felt like 50 points. bro. So, like was probably only like
0: 22. We're we're just we're just sitting here watching it all go down. Like this has never happened like before. He, every
1: time he's touching the ball, it going there, wasn't it wasn't I was like, yeah, be kidding me. This guy is not Michael Jordan out there.
0: It, but it is. It, 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 I feel like that's also a Celtics thing. I think I, I feel like whenever the Celtics play and, and the Suns too, for that matter, I feel like it's always just that one role player that just goes off for no reason at all. Like you yeah, know, the cell with the Celtics, it's Ish Smith.
1: Yeah, no, honestly, there's I could rattle off a the list. There's so many: Ish Smith, Chris Middleton, uh, Garrett Temple, Garrett Temple, Garrett Temple on that one time. But Garrett Roberts actually is good.
0: Mikael Bridges,
1: Mikael Bridges,
0: who got trending um, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there's just
1: there's all sorts of them that just,
0: just I think long-length. one of one of my favorite moments of the bubble is the the night where Mikhail Bridges got trending on Twitter just from people spamming his name and then proceeding <laughs> next night to drop 24 points. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. I just want to keep talking about the Suns for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll bounce around with a whole bunch of different teams and whatnot. But uh, they look com- like a completely different team, and they're still not even fully healthy. I think that's what a lot of people forget right now, is that they're still missing two of their main contributors, and they're not even playing. And it's, I mean, it's not, cr- I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but Devin Booker right now is the best player in the bubble. Like, out of everybody that's playing, Devin Booker right now has been the best player so far in the bubble. If you take team record and individual performances into occasion, like, he's performing at an extremely high level.
1: It's, I mean, the results are right there. Like you said, the team success 7-0 so far in the bubble. Um, and he had that game winner the other day, too. Oh, my God. Railing.
0: That was not safe. Not safe. Um, and But it, I think a lot of the uh, – you know, a lot of things that are getting overlooked too is, you know, the players. Some of the players who Mikael Bridges had to guard throughout the course of the series, and some of the players who have been guarding Devin Booker, while he's been putting up these numbers, has been wicked impressive too. You know, like you mentioned, like we mentioned, the Clippers. You know, they had Paul George and Kawhi on him, and he dropped 35 that game. Um, he has he's had multiple just stud defenders guarding him throughout the course of the series, and Mikael Bridges had to guard a ton of tough wings. You know, like we said in that Clippers game. Kawhi and PG alone, you know, just holding them in. TJ Warren, the little, the, the bubble god, TJ Warren, had it probably his worst game aside from when he played Jimmy Butler. You know, two worst games have been against Jimmy Butler and Mikhail Bridges. Um, yeah. He's been, like, I meant, we mentioned him on my last pod. I was like, he's going to be one of the players I think that comes out and shows up real well. Um, yeah, no, you're definitely right on that one. What I didn't expect, though, was the resurgence of Cameron Payne. Is that's one thing I did not re- expect to happen at all while we were here. He's been he's he's making a case for me, like I'm completely content with him being a backup point guard for this team now. Which is that's one of the areas that the Suns have like we've needed for a while. Is that you know, if you can just solidify that bench down a little bit and find yourself some playmaking off the bench, then the team would be so much better than it is. And Cameron Payne's stepping in beautifully for some reason. I don't know I don't wow. know what it is. But he's playing great for the Suns right now. Yeah, no,
1: he's doing good. But the only thing I was cautioning you is, I mean, it is still campaign so like. Yeah, I don't want to get too he ahead of myself. You might just be having a little bit of hot here. I, I wouldn't say that's, like, that's who I want to be my backup point guard. I'm th- no, I mean, he's serving purpose right now
0: for sure. I'm thinking, I'm thinking to at least pick up his option next year. I think the Suns should because they had they have a when they signed him they gave they're doing like a team option for next year. So I would say at least pick that
1: up. To see if he can, yeah, you can keep it. him around. See if he, you know this, this is going to be something that he can continue. Uh, I just wouldn't build the roster assuming he's going to be the backup. Right.
0: I think they they definitely have to go into like the offseason. You know, still thinking about you know the backup playmaking and stuff like that. But the guy, like just like him too, Javon Carter, Javon Carter. The other night had a big night against Miami. He hit six threes. Um, he's been incredible on defense. Just yeah. a dog. And then uh, you got guys like Cam Johnson too. Cam Johnson's been stepping up big time throughout the course of this this hiatus, uh, throwing out the hiatus, but the bubble top, too. Uh, he's had a, he's had multiple really good games. He's stepping up into you know just a nice contributor, and he's got uh, you know he's the twenty three year old veteran rookie. It's ridiculous. He he should DeAndre and should learn a lesson from him. That's leadership right there. Twenty three year old rookie. DeAndre needs to learn from that after missing his. Uh, his Corona test the other day, but yeah, this, the the Suns are the Suns are here. The Suns need to win tomorrow, and have to hope for either one of those teams to lose. And, and San Antonio's still in it too. So if San Antonio wins out, then it's going to be even even more competitive. A lot of t- a lot of people are forgetting that San Antonio's you know they won they won yesterday too, so they're still right in the heat of things. Um, yeah, I
1: think there's definitely a shot that. I mean, I think the chances are pretty good that Phoenix can grab a grab that last win, and then at least one of those teams
0: loses. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Dallas plays their entire team just because I I don't they they don't they can't really move after losing yesterday. They yeah, I think they're they're locked, they're locked into that seven seed, so they might just sit Luka and KP. So if they do that, then the Suns will be playing another game against you know teams that a team that's basically depleted, like it was against the Sixers the other night. Um, so there's definitely a shot. So I think it's depending on what the other teams do though too. Like the Bucks, if the Bucks go ahead and rest everybody, then you know Memphis could actually solve a shot, which is kind of unfortunate, but it is what it is. And so, because out of out of all the teams, I think that are competing for that that last like that eight speed, that eight seed, I Phoenix looks like it's the team that would put up the most fight just of how how well they've played. Like Memphis was great before the bubble, but they don't have yeah, Jaron Jackson now. They don't have Jaron Jackson now. You know they have Dylan Brooks on their team, um, and they they don't look nearly as good as when they started. They think they've only won like one or two games in the bubble so far, so yeah. they, they're they're floundering. And then you have Portland. I mean, Portland could put up a fight, but I mean, how much how much how much is Damian Lillard going to be able to do against like a, like the LeBron led Lakers? It, it's like eh, I don't I don't know yeah. I don't have I don't have a ton of faith there.
1: Yeah, um, they might win a game.
0: Whereas, like, I, I mean, to be fair, I'm not expecting any team to go. I'm not, I'm not expecting any team that gets to that to that eight seed to really win the series against the Lakers. No, but, I think Phoenix could go sack. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like the the Suns could be like the Clippers of last year. You know, they took they had those really a couple really nice games against the Warriors. You know, the Suns could push it to maybe like a, a game six or something like that, and have some sort of hope to build off for for the next year. Which is, I yeah, think, that's, we're, that's what I've kind of came to the assumption of, is, like, win or lose, Phoenix is already, you know, people are whoever going to be free agents and people who are going to get drafted, they're going to be looking at this team like, okay, this team is, like, actually up and coming. Like, it's been talk for a while, but, like, you know, they're actually ready to compete now and bring it to that next level. So you might see more, like, off-season talk head towards Phoenix and stuff like that. So it's already, like, regardless of if they make the playoffs, if they don't make it, the the... Bubble's been wildly successful for them. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the Suns right there. Though it's time to shine. Time to shine in the Valley. Um, I want to talk about the Celtics for a little bit though too, because the Celtics have been they've had some really good games and they've had they've also had a couple of just meh games too. For the most part, yeah, they, they started,
1: started off real meh. They, uh, they've had
0: a couple of meh games, but that game against Toronto, that game against Toronto was a really good
1: game. Yeah, they started off a little meh, Um and. Since that they've really, really, really turned it up. Now, um, I've missed a decent chunk of their games and the only reason I say that is because every time the last like three or four games that I've turned the game on, the opposing team goes on a run. Okay, so, yeah. He's just I'll, like, nope. I'll just have to follow the game on Twitter and do the best I can because I can't turn this on, because every time I turn it on, they start to lose, it. and if you know me, I'm extremely superstitious when it comes to so, that.
0: Superstition kicks in.
1: So I'm like, I mean, if they're going on like a 15-2 to two run and then I turn it on and that stops and they don't make a bucket for three minutes, I think it's me. So I'll just turn it <laughs> off and follow it some other way. Um, so I've been keeping up, definitely. Uh, I watched the entire, pretty much the entirety of the game against the Magic, um, which was super fun. Cage uh, at the end, there really stepped up. Um, Big time. Big time buckets. As as like five points in 40 seconds and then had a block to send it to overtime.
0: That was huge. I'm i glad to see Robert Williams finally getting some some play. Robert Williams. They,
1: I, I mean, I think I feel like there were people who thought Celtics fans are crazy for going. You know, Robert Williams became the secret weapon. Yep. Then I was um,
0: I was on that board. I was I was like, he's he's here. Like he's gonna he's gonna be Robert so Williams
1: huge. Robert Williams is the secret weapon. He's he's here. He's ready. I love that. And he he's got one of the highest uh, for, like net ratings on the team. Right?
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he had, he hit had a couple of. He's I don't know if he's hit twenty yet, but he's had a couple of like pretty high scoring games in like low minutes yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten up. I
1: think what was say eighteen?
0: Was this uh, high? Yeah, yeah, I know he had eighteen. I think it was eighteen against. Uh, it wasn't against the Raptors, but it was against. It was against somebody. I. It was against. It was in one of their wins. I know that. Um, yeah, but, but that's um, the thing. They're, like they're
1: they're looking alright. You know, they must lock into that 3 feed.
0: But that's the um, thing, like that yeah, with yeah. with Robert Williams, like he's his like motor and stuff like that, like that's perfect for who you have to go up against in the Eastern Conference, like especially if they're that three seed. If they're the three seed, you, Robert Williams is in the Celtics, they'll probably be going up against guy like a, a Toronto, I'm assuming. You know. Yeah, so uh, the, right now it's, it's looking like they're gonna get Philly
1: in the first round, which is fine. I mean, Williams is gonna add a whole other dimension to them that time uh, for that series. But honestly, that's I'm be... perfectly fine with Candor against the Sixers. He's done pretty well against M D this year because M D moves awfully. Yeah, and um, I'm not really worried about the Sixers if
0: they don't have Ben Simmons. Yeah, I'm
1: not they I mean they got M on a bum angle. So like Yeah. I'm, I'm really not worried about the Sixers at all anymore now that Simmons is gone and MB is not hundred percent. Yeah,
0: I'm not I'm not too I'm not but too like
1: I mean I mean at that point it's just like, you know, go through a draft this series. like the top like five or six players right now are all in Celtics.
0: Yeah pretty much. I mean, you know, Josh, I Hirsch, Josh, Josh has been pretty good. But. Like, I'd
1: rather have Tatum, Hayward, Kemba, at least, than, than And, and Jalen. I'd say Jalen Brown, too. And, yeah, and Jalen
0: So do say, easy top four. That's four. Easy top four. And you could make, you could say even Marcus Smart, too. I'd probably. Uh, yeah,
1: I could make the argument for Marcus Smart, but for the sake of being objective, I'll say Tobias Harris, than Marcus Smart. But oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Here. Top, Tobias Six Harris is healthy. 10, at least. Are all the Celtics? So at that point, I'm not really that concerned. Yeah, it should as, be. As for Toronto, I mean, they're always a tough opponent, but the Celtics are the only team in the league that beat them three times this year. And they beat them their worst loss of year too, just recently. So I mean, they're. I'm, I'm excited to watch that series. I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll go deep. Um, I still think the Celtics come out right. Right now, honestly, just based off of the bubble play, the Celtics look like I don't think there's not really anybody that I think is a shoe in to beat them. The
0: they could. They could. The, the, the Celtics could make every single series competitive. They'll make every, just, I mean, every. Even com-
1: if you look at the first game, so the first game they played um, Milwaukee and they lost. I mean, Tatum played awfully.
0: Oh yeah, no, he, yeah, the two for
1: twenty. I mean, it, was, they, it was a bad game all around. There was a lot of play. They made a lot of mistakes, and they were still in it at the end. And had it not been for the fact that Giannis got seven fouls. Yeah, and, I mean they probably win the game.
0: Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's true. I remember watching the end. I watched the end of it. Yeah, it's been that, and then um, but that's the thing. Like when I was saying with like Robert Williams, is like when you you could put him against like a guy like Giannis, and you could put him against a guy like Siakam. Like he can match up well against both of those guys just because like physicality alone, like physicality, size, whatnot. Like he he'll be able to match up with those guys and give you at least some decent minutes. He'll probably get Absolutely. a foul. I, I think he's going to foul better
1: series, like, like Milwaukee especially, because they need – because obviously, I mean, you can stick Smart and Jalen on, on Giannis all you want, but he's still got such a size advantage. If you can stick Time Lord on, on Giannis, even for a little bit, that's going to help so much.
0: It is. I, I don't know – and I'm not going to lie, when watching the Bucks, they haven't been, you know, that they impressive. They, great, they haven't they been, been impressive. Are, right? It's neither the the ones. It's them and the Lakers. And they, I mean, the Lakers have had a couple of close, like – Close wins, but they have not. The Lakers haven't been nearly as good either. It's I. Both of these teams have have been kind of underperforming, but I feel like it's also you know they're also prepping for the playoffs. You know they don't. These games don't mean as much to them as they do to like you know a team that's trying to elevate their standings in the playoffs and whatnot. Exactly,
1: it's just kind of the two
0: Because right now, right now the Celtics would be facing it, the the Sixers, and the Heat would be facing the Pacers, if I'm not mistaken, right? That would be a
1: great theory.
0: I am here for that. I am here for the entirety of that. And on the topic of the Pacers, obviously, we everyone knows that TJ Warren's been going off. I mean, it's, it's partly a surprise to me, but it's partly not because I know that he's been capable of, you know, being a go-to scorer for a team. You know, knowing the misery that he, I had to put up with, with watching him play for Phoenix. Um, but the, realizing him going off and some other certain players that have been performing really well in the bubble... It kind of it makes you it makes you think a little bit because I feel like that it definitely the bubble atmosphere and not having fans is impacting some people in such a great way like T.J. Warren and then in other cases it's making teams or players maybe play all actually worse than that you normally do which is it's I find it really interesting just that, that whole like atmosphere is kind of changing performances of certain players and teams. I think you can see it. You, there's certain I feel like there's certain cases you can see that with like T.J. Warren's one of them. Yeah, I don't know
1: what the hell he did before he showed up. He did mumbled. something. Something that
0: first game he had 53, I was like, What is going on?
1: (laughs) And then it wasn't even, it's not even like it was just a fluke because he he kept, he's been throwing up 30s and 40s and simply what the hell is happening. And I'm not gonna
0: lie, it's, I think it's a good situation too because like the, 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 the Pacers, I mean, they don't have Sabonis right now. So like, he's like, that's your, that's a primary scorer now. Like, who else? Yeah, I
1: mean, the Pacers went from one of those teams you saw Sabonis league. they're like, All right, you want them in the first round because they're not really, they're not even close to 100%. And I was like, I like "Do you yeah, want that? Would be a nice, quick first-round series." And all of a sudden, you got T.J. Warren going nuts every night. And You're like, "Well, maybe not so much."
0: Yeah, like, do you really want to face the Pacers now in the playoffs? I mean, to be fair, the Pacers haven't really had a good track record. They pushed LeBron to seven games a couple of years ago, um, with with uh, when Victor Lodipo had his breakout season. But like ever since then, they haven't really been like a uh, like a factor in the playoffs. Like last year, they got 4-0 swept by the Celtics. By the yeah, Kyrie, yeah, and, and
1: you know that's back that Celtics team stuff.
0: So. Yeah, and that was and that was the Kyrie Irving led Celtics team with the with the, team. with the with the sophomore slump, Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, the dysfunction that of that, and they still got sweat. Yeah, so and
0: that's, that's and that's saying something. But um,
1: exactly, so that kind of goes to your point.
0: So, but another like another player that's been re- playing really well, uh, he, he actually plays for Portland, Gary Trent Jr. I feel like that's another case where you know you put a guy who doesn't have to really. You know he can; he doesn't have to work with the fans or anything like that, and just go out and play basketball. And you know you see him, and he's shooting like sixty percent from three in the bubble now. Same thing with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. has been incredible for the Nuggets. I feel like, I think he was another one of our our breakout picks too, and he's been absolutely incredible for a Nuggets team. The Nuggets
1: have been a whole a whole different animal.
0: and they're not even healthy. They're 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 still missing a couple of pieces too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: They uh what's it called? They uh they they haven't seen Gary Harris or Will Barton yet in the bubble. The nine or they might be in the bubble, but neither of them have played yet. And uh Jamal Murray just came back a couple of games ago, so he's only he's only played a couple of games for them. So you got Yeah, exactly. They they're still they're still like a lot of people are going to sleep on them in the West still, I feel like. Especially if Michael Porter keeps playing the way he's been playing. If they give him that same run, ooh, That's a, a tough team to ooh. be. Ooh. I don't know. what I don't know I mean, what their record so is. Much size. Right, like I was watching him play against the Lakers the other night, and he's just like his game's just so fluid. It's so fluid. Like his jumpers just so smooth. Like he just he just like in the open court, he's really fun to watch. Same thing with Bull, Bull. Like in the in the limited run they give him, like the kid just threw like a like a Nate Pearson level fastball down the middle of the court for for a bucket. I was like,
1: oh, I have, I have some, some interesting news. Ooh. So, um, this is just from, uh, a, a Celtics, um, Boston.com. Yep. Uh, Celtics news. Breaking news um, on the yeah. Scorching
0: Hot podcast. i love to see it's it. It's not really breaking news. It's just, it's
1: just <laughs> fun speculation. Oh, okay. Um, so Don, Donovan Mitchell is, uh, eating some, some bubble food. Oh, no. And, uh, up, up behind him comes Jalen Brown. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Donovan uh, Mitchell says, we friends again. And Jalen Brown says, we friends again. Oh. So, I mean, do with that what you will. We does friends again. Mean, they're, they're friends. So does that mean, and we all know Jonathan Mitchell's boys and Jason Davis as well. It's a tradition like no, not like no other. Well, we but know. Like stealing Utah's best player. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think The Jazz Can handle that To be honest I really don't think Jazz fans Can handle that I mean it's, it's Such a long shot It would never happen But hey. I mean I really I really don't think I don't think The Utah fan base Could handle Donald Mitchell Going to the Celtics We all know
0: We all know Why Danny Age Played everybody Against Memphis The other day Because he knows That Memphis draft pick Is in play Maybe that's the, Maybe that's a trade piece Right there
1: I think Yeah no I think you can see That Memphis draft pick Go It's definitely Getting traded There's no shot Um
0: yeah, he's got what There's three? No he's had, got like three first again this year. I
1: personally would like to see it go for maybe somebody like like Jared Allen or someone like that. Just get yourself another rim protector. Just yeah, get it, another rim protector. I mean, it's, it's, it's a long shot, because I think New Orleans is want to keep them. But maybe package that pick. See if that picks enough first. But I don't think it'll be enough on its own. Maybe package that pick with one of your uh, one of those like young players off your bench the back of the bench. That you're probably not going to use a lot, mm-hmm. um, like a Carson Edwards or something like that. And uh, see if you can go get JJ Reddick off the Pelican. Facts. Have I've been a huge it? proponent of JJ Redick to Boston. He'd be perfect. He, That'd be perfect off the of bench. like I, I, hate him because he's just
0: not on my team. But I, but I like if you, you if you, if yeah, yeah if he was on your team, you would love JJ
1: Reddick. Like, yeah, this is, exactly exactly knee, this is the first time he missed the playoffs. off the bench.
0: This is the first time he's missed the playoffs. I feel bad for him because like you, you, I was watching some of those Pelican games like and he was playing so well. Like he's trying to, he was trying to get his team to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, he broke the street. I don't. I don't
0: think the. I think you're gonna see a coaching change there. I don't. There's no way that Alvin Gentry stays. I don't. No, probably not. I don't think there's any way. I feel like you could. Ah, uh, see, that's the thing. Kenny Atkinson still hasn't been hired yet. So I feel like someone's gotta come in and hire him because he's too good of a coach, like, or at least as of a developmental coach, he's too good of a coach to just be on the the open market. Like the Knicks were. The Knicks would have been smart to hire him, but that if we're talking about the Knicks, they don't make the rational decision. Um. But, yeah, they're the next. Uh, yeah, exactly, they're they're here. They're they're just they're just here. <laughs> they're they're here to, to crash parties. Um, but like you, I could definitely see like a guy like Kenny Atkinson making his way over to New Orleans. But J.J. J. J. Oh, Rupp,
1: that would be an opposite.
0: That, he'd be perfect. You know, he gets to develop those. He, he'd be get perfect for like Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball struggled in the bubble too. Oh, he was, yeah, he was yeah, abysmal. Yeah, I found
1: you didn't to that. I something that was like, uh, or you might have me, honestly. I don't even know. Um. Lonzo combined from the field three-point uh, three range and the foul line was shooting 88%. Devin Booker was shooting 92% from the foul line alone. <laughs> now, that stat means absolutely nothing, <laughs> but it, it was bad. I think Lonzo was shooting was like 19% from deep.
0: Yeah, he was abysmal. Abysmal. The last I think in the last game he shot two for 13 or something like that. Had to rough abysmal. I don't, they played last night. I don't even. I honestly don't even know who won last night's game because it, it doesn't really mean anything. Because I know the Wizards, the Pelicans, and the Kings. They're all going home today. Which yeah, good, <laughs> so long. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. He's been he been abysmal. But like, if you see what uh, Kenny Atkinson did to all those other guards that are playing for Brooklyn now, or DeAndre Russell as well, he he made them a lot better players than where they were before they came there. So he oh, yeah, could definitely absolutely. like a guy to to do that to a guy like Lonzo Ball, you know, even yeah, even yeah, even Ingram, like he Lonzo.
1: could. such a great guy. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: Lonzo's like you know he he has that defensive ability already. Like he's a he's a great defender for his position, and you know we, everyone knows that his playmaking is you know is, is what basically got him to where he's at right now. Like his playmaking and his defense. If he just needs to, if he can just refine his offensive game, and he'll be he'll be one of the top tier point guards in the NBA. It's just yeah he doesn't
1: and it doesn't need to get that he's not as far away as I think a lot of people might think he is no no he's I mean, not it's 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 the difference of like can you just consistently shoot you know like fifty to fifty five percent just make half your shots, and 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 you know other than that just like pass the ball off of that you're, but you're yeah. there to distribute yeah so if you can just shoot around fifty percent and just take smart shots and get and get to the rim. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can ask for. Like, just be able to score like you know anywhere from like fifteen to twenty on any given night. And that's the thing with
0: Lonzo, you like you don't like especially on that Pelicans team, you don't have to be a go-to scorer for that team. Exactly.
1: You exactly.
0: have you have Brandon Ingram. To play his game, average fifteen to Yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can. You could. Average, you could average like single-digit points, and you'll be fine. You know, you have three at least, at least three guys on that team. That are more than capable of getting you more uh, scoring anywhere from twenty to twenty five on any given night with Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday maybe not as much as in previous years, but he's he still has he still has that. And, and JJ Redick too. JJ Redick is capable of just going off and hitting like six or seven threes any night too. So, yeah, sure. like Lonzo doesn't have to be that go to scorer or anything like that. It's just just more making it more consistent. You know, he had a couple of stretches in the regular season where he was really good. You know he was shooting really high percentages and you know making all the right plays and getting a bunch of good shots off. It's just that, like you were saying, just can he can he develop more of a consistent pattern? That's all it is with him. If he can get to that consistent level, then the Pelicans will be much better off. Um, but it starts it obviously starts with getting the right fit as a coach too. And it doesn't really yeah. make sense why they're. No. It didn't really. They kind of shot themselves in the foot though at the same time because they sat Zion for a lot in those first couple of games. Like you're trying yeah, to, no, you're true. trying to compete. We made, they made this playoff. They made this play-in tournament for Zion. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Why are you sitting oh, absolutely.
1: him? Absolutely, they would have just gone right to the playoff. Yes,
0: that's why I feel bad for the. That's why I feel bad for the Grizzlies. Like the they Grizzlies,
1: Zion in the Grizz. They couldn't get in because they wouldn't let him play.
0: The Grizzlies, low key, like they do deserve that eight seed. <laughs> I feel bad for them. Like they deserve it. For, obviously, right now, like they, they won't, They're not going to do anything. I don't think. But no, they probably would have got blood. but. But I mean, they like if we're going off it, like the Grizzlies played so well in the regular season, where it's like, damn, I kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is what it is. Um, if you had to just a switch here, if you had, if you had to name your all bubble team, because I know that's what they're gonna be doing. I know they're gonna give out like bubble awards, I guess. Who who's your who's your starting
1: five as of right now? My all bubble team, shit. Um... So I go T.J. Warren. This isn't just no particular order. This is, we're playing positionless Brad Stevens basketball here. Yep, yep, that's fine. T.J. Warren, Devin Booker. I feel like those are like just the two locks. Those are two definite locks. Um, I throw Tatum in, Lillard. That's four. I need one more. I should probably throw big in there, shouldn't
0: I? That's the thing because I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't really know what like who like a big man that, that's that's. I'm supposed to play. You know what? You know what?
1: Screw it. Give me, give me ball, ball. He's fun. Ball, ball. Give me ball, ball. Just for
0: the entertainment value. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Mine's, mine's pretty similar. I'm gonna go. Uh, Lillard, book, TJ. I'm gonna go Michael Porter. I'm gonna. Okay. I, I'll make, I'll make Michael Porter my big because because him and TJ are like both six ten six and Michael Porter is like 6'10", 6'11", up there. So he, he'll be my. We'll play small. We'll play like the Rockets here. Um. And give me Luca. I'll take Luca as my as my last one. Cause Luca's had a lot of. He's had a, he's had a couple of really nice games in the bubble too. Yeah, he's a few triple double. Yeah, he's he's sorry, He's he's getting that. He's like that new that new Westbrook. He's got that. He's got yeah. that new Westbrook. Um, and out of all the teams right now, we we already I think we already talked about you know most the best teams in the bubble. Who's been the most? I'd say under under team
1: um. or, or underperforming team. I should say. That's a that's a good one, honestly. I don't
0: know. I guess you could say maybe maybe Miami. Yeah, I I'd say Miami's up there.
1: Yeah, I I, I guess I, yeah, I would probably go with Miami. Miami's been. I, I'm, also, I'm also pretty high
0: on them. I like I like what they have going on down
1: there.
0: Miami's been kind of injury depleted though too. Like they had, they, I know they didn't have, they haven't had uh, Butler for a couple of their games. They didn't have, they yep. haven't had Drogic for most of their games. I know Kendrick Nunn left the bubble. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I still think they're putting together. They've been all right. Yeah, they, they, they've they been managing. I gotta, I gotta they're definitely look. over 500. So another, I mean, I
0: guess, I guess some other teams, you know, if you could say the Bucks and the Lakers, I mean, you just go off by record-wise. You know, they haven't been incredible, but they're also in the same place as a lot of these other teams where they don't have to play. Like, their best players or anything like that, just because they've already got the number one seed locked up. Milwaukee, that was their goal, just to get that one seed. And same thing with the Lakers, just to get that one seed locked up. And then after that, like, you don't really need to worry about, you know, anything else just because you're set. Yeah, I mean, it was for them it was just kind of like a, a tune-up. Yeah, exactly. And, I, I mean, that's that, – then you could say that might cause more problems too because I know Giannis had – or someone – it was either Giannis or someone else in the Bucks had said that they were going to take these last couple games – as like tune up games before the postseason starts, but then again, Giannis is also playing the Orlando Magic in the first round, and I mean, all, all love to the Orlando Magic, but they're not really gonna do much against the Bucks. No,
1: they're. I mean, I'd be shocked if that series even goes five.
0: Yeah, I'd say I don't even think la- last year they faced what the Pistons, I think, and that was a four game sweep, right? Yeah, they. played yeah. I mean, Marco. I credit to Marco Fultz. Marco Fultz has been pretty good in the bubble. Marco Fultz has been actually yeah, pretty been great,
1: but. You know, lose,
0: no, no. Losing losing Jonathan Isaac definitely hurts. Losing Jonathan Isaac is definitely going to... Like, that sucks. Winning towards ACL, that yeah, sucks. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but, yeah, with them and Brooklyn... I mean, Brooklyn's facing Toronto. That's going to be probably another 4-0. No, no really competition there. Um, so, that's... Yeah, I mean, you can make a case for Milwaukee, but I don't know. There's a, I don't really think there's been a ton of disappointing teams. You know, it's just, it's just been... You know, a lot of teams are playing cautious and just playing it
1: fair, I guess, for the most part. Or like just playing it safe. Yeah, there has, there has been enough, like, enough time for teams to really be, like, you know, disappointing. Right. And the teams, like you said, that have been, I guess, you know, for lack of a better term, disappointing, aren't it because there's more really i I'd say, actually, no, now that I think of it, probably New Orleans.
0: That's true, that's New Orleans, true or not. because yeah, New Nor- Yeah, that's fair. We kind of
1: expected them to make it. Yeah,
0: you know, you know, we, when you when this whole thing first happened, we're like, you know, they're making the bubble, like we said for Zion, <laughs> and now Zion is not, you know, he they're, they're, they're staying they're home today, like I just said, they're, them the Wizards and the Kings got sent home packing. um I mean, I guess you, you could probably say the, the Pelicans have been the most disappointing. I mean, but that's the thing. I feel like a lot of the teams that are fighting for those playoff spots, they've been overachieving almost. I mean, look at the Suns, 7-0. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've overachieved. no doubt about it. Um, and you could, I mean, I, you could probably say the same for Portland. Portland's been, I, Portland's 5-2, and two, I think, in the bubble. Um, so, I mean, I guess they – but I take some of that away from Portland because they've had a fairly easy schedule compared to everybody else as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess I guess probably New Orleans is, is up there, but regardless, um, it's been a very eventful bubble so far. Um, also, the, the date now, when I bring up the trailers, the Damon Paul George beef probably the, actually the highlight of it. Now that I think of it, the uh, damn
1: Cancun
0: on three, Cancun on three. That was that was a shot. That was a shot because, uh, do you know, do you know the, what the backstory behind that one was? No, I'm guessing he was in Cancun at some point. So, when the Lakers back, uh, it was back in like the mid-90s, I think. They were in a playoff series, and they were down 3-0. And uh, I guess they, they they had like a tumultuous season. They just wanted the season to be over with. So, before yeah. the last game, Nick Van Exel, uh, before before they ran out to the court, Nick Van Exel shouted Cancun on three. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that's where I seen something that that's where that's where that came from. And if if Pat Bev used that, that is legendary.
1: That's mad fun.
0: That is legendary. And he had no response for Pat Bev. He only responded to PG. No, I mean to be fair, he hit that game one over Patrick Beverly like five or six years ago. But yeah,
1: I mean Dame, Pat Bev's not even in the same league. Yeah, Dame so like, Dame
0: is still Dame still owns both of them. But that that back and forth was hilarious. And I mean, yeah. if, if somehow the Clippers find a way to. Face the Blazers. I don't know how that can happen, but I'd be all here for that. Um, But like I said, bubble's been uh, exciting. Tomorrow, very big day for the Western Conference. Like we said, Grizzlies win, Blazers win, they're in. Suns win, and one of those teams lose, Suns are in. Um, I'm hope as a Suns fan, we're hoping for the best here, but. And again, I'm also a Suns fan, so I've been used to being... Yeah, I, no, I, no, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a Suns fan. I've been used to being let down before. Um, but regardless, uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Scorching Hot Podcast. Uh, definitely be back with more episodes once the playoffs come around, after the play-in games and whatnot. Uh, make sure to go check out our work over at tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Uh, you can also check out... Dave's podcast that I'm also on, and uh, previous episodes of both of our stuff out there as well. Um, I talked so about the small white ball on that one. What was that? We talked about the small white ball on that. Oh, one. the small white ball. The small white ball, and how the Blue Jays are what six and eight? <laughs> six and
1: eight, really bad, really disappointing. Not happy, very, very upset. Hey,
0: you're not the Red Sox. That's very true. You're not the Red I'm Sox. Not you're not the Red Sox, but we're also both not the Pirates. Yeah.
1: We're
0: no, and nobody's the Cardinals. And no one's, I mean, yeah, no one's the Cardinals or the Marlins, but the Marlins are good now, I guess. I don't even know what's going on with the Marlins. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode.
1: Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you on the next edition of the Scorching Hot Podcast.